Hey, everybody. Coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, stress. It's bad enough. We know that. But when you start to stress about your stress, and then that stress about your stressing stresses you out, that's when it's time for help. If you haven't guessed, we're talking about stress, how to cope with it in a more meaningful way, next on the Matt Townsend Show. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The rhetoric of the presidential campaign was already pretty low and negative, but it's starting to become downright nasty. This attack by Vice President Biden on GOP plans to unshackle Wall Street They're going to put you all back in chains. drew fury from Romney's camp, which noted the Virginia audience included many blacks. This is what an angry and desperate presidency looks like. That was Romney at an Ohio rally last night saying Obama should take his campaign of hate back to Chicago. The Obama campaign said Romney sounded unhinged. But this morning on the CBS Early Show, Romney said it's Team Obama that's unhinged with personal attacks that demean the presidency. Mark Smith at the White House. Home builders are feeling better as the housing market continues to climb out of the recession. The National Association of Home Builders says its gauge of builder sentiment has risen to the highest level since the housing bubble burst. It's not off to the races, but trade group economist David Crowe says builders are seeing increased business. What we're seeing is builders picking up the fact that more consumers are out in the marketplace. They're serious consumers. They're not just tire kickers. Uh, and they are beginning to put their, their Hancock on a piece of paper. Sales of new homes have been depressed by tough competition from inventory of foreclosed homes. The overall rate of new home sales still about half of what will be considered healthy. Mark Hamrick, Washington. Housing isn't the only sector of the economy coming back. Industrial production is also starting to make a significant return. Manufacturers continued to crank up production in July for the fourth straight month, producing more cars, computers, and airplanes. The Federal Reserve says industrial production rose 0.6% last month. Chad Moutre, chief economist for the National Association of Manufacturers, says the industrial sector continues to lead the recovery. Definitely manufacturing production, I think, is really one of the bright spots. But Moutre says uncertainty about Europe and the global economy and U.S. economic policies is holding back job growth. Until you can get past some of those issues, you aren't going to see a large increase employment. He says hiring should pick up when some of the uncertainty is cleared up. David Melendi, Washington. The Queen of England's husband is back in the hospital, adding to serious concerns about the 91-year-old's health. Buckingham Palace says it's a recurrence of the bladder infection that put Prince Philip in the hospital about 10 weeks ago. And he's likely to again spend several days away from his immediate family, this time as they stay at the Queen's private vacation estate in Scotland. Philip was driven from Balmoral Estate, it was said, as a precautionary measure taken by road, not helicopter, the 40 miles to Aberdeen Royal Infirmary. Philip also spent several days last Christmas in the hospital when he endured a successful coronary stent operation to open a blocked artery. Kyle McKinnon, London. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Matt Townsend, your life coach, your family coach. We are currently on the campus of University at the Wilkinson Center, celebrating Education Week. 
where 20,000 people are gathering to spend time learning how to be better people, better parents, better families, how to not kill each other on this crazy thing we call Earth. And uh, welcome to the program. We're going to be pulling in some of our uh, some of our speakers. Uh, this Education Week's a powerful thing. About a thousand uh, different classes going on on the campus during the week. 200 or so uh, speakers, um, 600 volunteers putting this together, all in an effort to continue our education and to grow. And we have picked a great uh, guest to join us today to talk about stress. You feeling it? You feeling the stress of life as it uh, kind of increases with all these children, these beautiful gifts from heaven who come down and just start to need things from you. Then you got to pay for them. All this stress, how do you get through it and not blow a gasket how do you keep your life together and your act together that's what we're talking about now as a father of six with one of them going on a trip for four months to of all places israel love it think it's the greatest place in the world also you know apparently a nuclear holocaust is imminent i didn't know that but i just heard on the news that uh, iran and israel may be going to war but you know what i'm sending my 18 year old 19 year old there so what's the worst thing that could happen and uh that stresses me out then i have a son that uh tried out for a leadership position in an act in an organization and uh, had a nervous breakdown on the way to go do his little presentation, and that stressed me out. And then I got to do two carpools along with my wife, running our other beautiful children to football. And then after that, I'm wondering, why? Why do I do this? Why am I doing this? And then I remember, because it's good for you. And apparently all stress can be if we know how to do it. So are you ready to learn more about stress? We have brought on just a poor passerby a friend, Lisa Sheffield, is joining us. She's a mom of five. Yes. And uh, husband's a doctor. Yes. So he's got an easy, non-stressful life. Very much so. You've got uh, everything's perfect because your life's never been better. That's right. Children are angelic. Yes, they are. They always do their jobs. They get do their jobs. Do they, they clean get the good toilet grades? very well? They don't do that. No, they don't. That's kind of how life. It's life's. all fight. And we're going to talk about this all day today because apparently it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> it even says it's it in the Bible. <laughs> it's supposed to be it's weeds quoted. and thorns and ah, gnashing of teeth. But least we've got a test for you. Okay. Mom of five, artist, uh, mother extraordinaire, friend of a million people, socialite. Oh, Yes. Uh, highly positive person, but here's the test. Are you ready? Okay. Don't be afraid. But if you don't pass this... Then uh, I'm stressed. Yeah. Right? Then you we're going to send you to get stre- help. Stress yeah. test? You can't fail okay. the stress test. So what of these... This is a test. Uh, I'm just going to give you a multiple choice, A, B, C, or D. You just tell me which one, okay? Okay. What of these could make you blow your gasket or lose your cool? Okay. Lisa Sheffield. What's your middle name, Lisa? Anderson. Le- what didn't you have a? No. Uh, let's just say Marie. Without, Everyone's yeah. Marie. Lisa Marie exactly, Sheffield. Exactly. Yeah. Lisa Anderson Sheffield's maiden name. Okay, you ready? Here we go, Lisa. A. If your neighbor backs his monster truck-sized truck onto your nice car, totaling it. No. Not a stressor. Your spouse is careless with their time, making you miss a milestone class reunion. Ooh, that would be pretty good. You'd crush him. Okay. Uh, C. A child brings home a B plus. See, for me, that's a great day. He great nailed day? it. He nailed it. <laughs> He's up from a seat. He nailed the test. I love my children that way. Or D, the beep sound uh, the microwave makes infuriates you. Which no. of those? Any We're of those? We're going to go with B. B, your spouse is careless with their time, 
making you miss a milestone reunion. Yeah, you're stressed. Uh, the next one, what does your daily lunch consist of? I don't eat lunch. There's no time. Well, then this won't help you. A. Let's see. What can I eat in the car? Chopped up veggies and apple slices for uh, quick to eat on the go. No. Fast food. Skipping the french fries sometimes. It's good for the old diet. A candy bar and a Pepsi. That's probably close. A sugar rush. That's that's the breakfast (laughs) of champions. Chocolate chip cookies are pretty good. And how about nothing? There will be plenty of time to eat when all the kids move out of the house. I'd go with D. <laughs> now, I've actually been to dinner with you and your husband, so I know you guys eat very well. <laughs> and you paid for our dinner. I eat after 10 p.m. Do you really? Me too. Yeah. Apparently, my dietician says that's <laughs> That's horrible. a pretty bad thing, right? I told her to be quiet. <laughs> uh, she makes me feel guilty and stressed all the time. What, uh, what role do, you, uh, do your children play in doing the dishes? A, uh, you supervise your children as, you dish wa- as dishwashing, um, and you use that as daily time to talk to your kids. No. B. She just gave me a head nod that only a mother could do. Like, how about B, occasionally you get your children to do the dishes, but it's such a hassle you just don't want to try. Oh, that's That's it. it. Bingo. Yeah. C. see what C is. You just want them out of the way. It's easier and quicker if you just wash them yourself. Or D, you just get started throwing the dirty dishes into the trash, starting, and you started using paper plates. (laughs) Would you do that? Actually, uh, May through October. No, May through August, we use paper plates. I think we could de-stress if you just use paper plates. But then I meet the recycling people, and I then know. I get all stressed. And I'm not green. They make feel like you're yeah. killing the tree, which is yeah. why we just put it on the counter. We just slop it down, yeah. and everyone just eats with their hands. Yeah. And then I heard that theory, you know, just use the same plate, put the dirty one on Andrew's bed. If he doesn't wash it, oh. I don't know. But I'd say B, probably something. I, I like might that. send some plates that you can put on Andrew's bed from my <laughs> house. Last but not least, which sounds like your typical evening relaxation? A, reading and assembling puzzles or playing solitaire. Not in my life. Not happening. B, a quick but relaxing bath. No. Okay, I don't think I've taken a bath in years. That jetted tub, yeah, it's pretty vacant. It's funny. We buy them and we don't use them. C, watching small chunks of TV shows as you run around the house taking care of everyone else's needs. Yeah, that's That's pretty good. Or D, you set the cruise control and use the Jersey barrier (laughs) to steer while you take a quick nap. (laughs) Is that you? Uh, You're not say, that stressed. I'd say C. Lise, you got a good life. I do. That's you, good to hear. You, you're, this this only says you're you're um, mild mildly stressed. Very good. Uh, see, it's all those things I've taken counsel from you. See, That's good. It pays to listen to the Matt Townsend That's show. That's right. Gives perspective. And you're here just down enjoying Education Week. My daughter comes to school here tomorrow, so we're a little stressed. That is stressful. Yeah. Is this here the she first goes. one to go first away? First one to go. Now, that's scary. And everything's expensive. What's the most stressful part about it? Losing your girl that helps around the house to stabilize the emotion or fearing that she'll come down here, get married, and never see Ooh, you again. That's Move pretty to close. Iceland. I think what stresses me out is if we've done what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. What if we find out that she's not going to make it in life? What we if, didn't know that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's down here spreading rumors about the Sheffield. Exactly. It needs 100 bucks every week because we didn't teach her how to manage money. What if she'll do that? She looks like she might. Uh, <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, I have a feeling she's going to be just fine. Lisa Sheffield, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You passed the test. Good. And you, you weren't even stressed. I wasn't. I didn't embarrass anybody. You were awesome. It's thanks, okay. girlfriend. Thank you. Okay, we're talking about stress on the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, you got it? Have you caught the stress bug? Is it making you sick and tired? Are you wondering how you're going to make it through life anymore? Because if so, this is the show for you. Stick around. We're going to be bringing on an expert who can help us to understand how to manage stress and take your life back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. You've heard of flying at the speed of sound, but what about flying at the speed of trees? This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. It's a bit of complex math that birds can do on the fly. As they weave a path through a forest, a bird knows instinctively how fast it can fly around and between obstacles without running out of sky. That's the skill that a team of Harvard and MIT scientists are trying to teach future robotic aircraft. It seems that there's a built-in speed limit for every bird that depends on the density of obstacles ahead. And, bird or bot, when you're too fast, even if you understand where every tree is, you just can't evade them all and splat. The Harvard scientists experiment with real birds like goshawks, mapping their responses to obstacles. The MIT half concentrates on emulating birds in hardware. So far, the team has developed mathematical models for the bird and the forest, and their next step is comparing the model's behavior to the real birds. Later, they'll also let humans try the same kinds of tests, tracking them as they fly a simulator game through varying densities of digital forests for science. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. This'll take a while. Sometimes it's better to take things slow. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Join Dean Duncan weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, broadcasting live from the Wilkinson Center at Brigham Young University, smack dab in the middle of Education Week. Which, if you don't know what Education Week, it's about 20,000 Mormons converging on one location to uh, begin to get educated and skilled about being better parents, better people, how to live and how to um, take your life back and create a healthier environment. And uh, today we're going to be talking about stress because apparently some people are feeling it. I'm not, uh, I guess I'm one of those. I might actually be the one that's inducing a lot of stress in my family's life, but I don't like to talk about that. Uh, Now, when we talk about stress, though, you know, they say that one thing leads to another, right? You've heard that. Or in the case of stress, a little stress can lead to more stress. And if we aren't careful, uh, it could even lead to even more stress. Here's Tom Brinton with more information. We hear a lot about stress these days. Information about its prevalence and adverse effects on wellness are all over the media. So much so that if you weren't already stressed before, the intense music and frightening facts you hear will surely make you tense up. Millions of Americans suffer from unhealthy levels of stress at work. Stress contributes to heart disease, high blood pressure, strokes, and other illnesses. Tranquilizers, antidepressants, and anti-anxiety medications account for one quarter of all prescriptions in the U.S. Stress also contributes to alcoholism, obesity, suicide, drug addiction, and other harmful behaviors. Whew. So are you stressed now? I know I am. 
First, let's take a couple of seconds to loosen our shoulder muscles and breathe deeply. Sure, we live in a stressful world. There are constant worries about our jobs, families, and other responsibilities that can cause or exacerbate anxiety in our lives. But I've noticed that on top of all of that, we often stress about how stressed we are. We worry about how worried we are. This is unhelpful because these kind of thoughts can cause a snowball effect where the stress simply compounds upon itself. The best thing to do is to not fight the stress, but to be passively aware of it, acknowledge it, and act in a rational manner to decrease it. If you're stressed about something within your control, take care of it. If it's out of your control, recognize it's not worth stressing about. Over time, as you realize you don't need to be afraid of feeling stressed, you'll be better able to manage it. As a worrier myself, I'm constantly trying to strike that balance, and it's a daily process. So, if you're feeling stressed, no need to stress about it. It's the most normal thing in the world. Welcome back, everybody. And that was Tom Brinton, our little stress ball that we call a producer. Uh, he really, I just told him, I would never know he stresses because he's so calm about it. But I guess it's when he goes home and cries himself to sleep all night. Um, we're talking about stress and we want to blow it up a little bit and figure out how we can de-stress our lives. Because uh, uh, as we talk to our expert here, Karen, and she doesn't want to be called an expert, even though she says that stresses her out. Um <laughs> Karen Shores is uh, our, our guest today. She's a Ph.D., got a Ph.D. from the University of Utah in health promotion and health education. She also attended BYU, I guess, in her undergrad. She did her dissertation on resilience and characteristics that make us resilient. So of all people to be talking to about stress, it's you, Karen. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And you t- now you have had two classes, different uh, sets of classes you've spoken on, right? Some yes. were stress. There's a stress management class okay. and a mind-body health class. Now, they seem to go hand in hand. They do. Which, they overlap a lot. Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't both, wanna... actually, because like they really blend you need together. One. Yeah. They blend together. And it seems like we can be mad about stress, but it seems like, to me, it's kind of just part of life. It is part of life. It's, it's by design. We live on a planet that um, things break. Uh, you get a flat tire, battery goes dead, your roof leaks. Um, by design, even um, at Education Week, we use pull some of the scriptures. And right at the very beginning of the planet, yeah. uh, we've been told that we will um, have, by the sweat of our face, we're going to eat bread all the days of yeah. our life. So that's, like, that's in the Bible. That's right. like in Genesis or whatever, right? Correct. Adam and Eve. Adam and All Eve, the way right back from to the them. start, so we've by been, design. Have we been stress cases since Adam and Eve? Um, yes, That's we have. the human and, deal. And our bodies are designed to be able to deal with that. Yeah. We have a little spot in our brain called the amygdala. Love and it. it's um, the hot response. Mm-hmm. It It's the reptilian part of the brain. It It's instinctive. So in earlier days, if somebody was being chased by a, a tiger... Um, that instinctive response would cause fight or flight syndrome. Yeah. Perfect thing to have, right? If right. It saves your you, life. You want a little stress. That's, and that's why we have it. It yeah. helps protect us and save our lives. Unfortunately, the stress that we have today isn't like a tiger in the right. jungle that we either win the fight or yeah. we get away from. Um, it's like a tiger that's always nipping at our heels. <laughs> or um, a child. Or a child. That just needs that's to have its diaper changed. Or, um, right. or stresses at work or financial pressures, especially with the recession. Oh. Um, they're constant. And so instead of like the tiger, when you feel that stress response, 
when it resolves, you go back to normal. Ah, yeah. Well, we're not going back to normal. No, we're not resetting. Because our brain is constantly processing. We're constantly in stress. It's almost like we're over, our brain's overreacting to just the day-to-day things. Our, our brains, our thoughts produce chemical reactions in yeah. our body. So once you hit that stress response, and the stress response is when you perceive a threat or a danger. Well, the, if you were looking at a tiger, it would look like That's a threat a or a danger. Threat, That's right. a huge threat. Big teeth. Um, now the threats look a little different. Sometimes they're threats to our livelihood, yeah. threats to our finances, threats to our ego, threats to, uh, you know, I got to look good, I got to yeah. be right. A relationship and, threat. Yes. Are you constant battling at home or with children? Um, and so those stressors don't resolve. Right. And the chemicals stay. There are about 1,400 known chemicals that change in the fight or flight syndrome that are released into your body that change your heart rate, your respiratory uh, rate, your, uh, how you digest your food, yeah. coagulate your blood in case you fight with a tiger right. and you're bleeding. Um, all of those stay in different levels until the stress dissipates. But if it doesn't dissipate... We're you're, pumping those yeah. through our system pretty constantly. You're going to explode. Right. Well, um, hopefully. Hopefully not. not That's why we got to find a way yes. to get it out of us. It seems like, too, um, that it, it's kind of like once we've had an event with a stressful carpool, that it's almost like that amygdala records it and says, hey, remember this one? And just call it crazy carpool. Right. And then always have the same. So it's almost like we just keep defaulting to the same thought about the same thing. That's that's true. And we overwhelm. Like I said, the, every time we have a thought, it produces a chemical response. Every time you repeat the thought, you repeat the chemical response. And so every time you play it over in your mind or you tell all the people yeah. in your neighborhood, you're reliving that stress over and over again. Which has got to burn it deeper it into does. the psyche. It does. Oh, so it's a it's natural. B, right. sorry, it's part of our uh, amygdala. It's this it's this fight or flight response. Correct. It's a chemical charge, and which means it feels acutely real to us. I mean, it is yes. real, and it's almost it as real. threatening as the tiger eating us. But really, it's just that there's no dinner. There's right. no dinner on the table. And, and by the time you're, you're already stressed, then small little things uh, are stressful when yeah. they really wouldn't be. No. On a normal day, you'd say, so what if dinner's late? It's not a big deal. But if you're already tense, um, stress does a lot of things mentally and emotionally, like Increase irritability and yeah. um, make it difficult to concentrate, um, decreases your memory. All of those things escalate the stress on the other side instead of dissipating. Now, you it. tell me this because I, okay, you tell me if this is what you're supposed to do because I like to do it. When I see my wife is most stressed and she's like starting to really amp up her stress, I like to give her some advice. And I like to go over and say, honey, you need to calm down. Does she punch your lights out? Yeah, that doesn't go well. <laughs> but it's seriously so. funny to watch. Okay. Isn't that messed up? But I, like, it, like my but, advice is going to calm you down at it this doesn't, point. You're chemically no. messed up. The, the things that you can do quickly to respond, take a deep breath. Um, that kind of triggers your body yeah. that we're, we're in a hyper mode and we need to calm down. So if you stop and take a few slow deep breaths, that helps your body break that physiological response. There's another one that I love, and that is force yourself to smile. The process of smiling... Does it get rid of the bad chemical? What does it, it do? Star- it does. Because it, it actually feels shift. good. It starts to shift. 
your the chemical response yeah. to good chemicals instead of bad chemicals if you can make yourself laugh even better. That is better. But when you're really stressed, sometimes you're lucky just to force the smile. <laughs> Fake a smile. It's, I mean, it, it really is. It's things that are that simple. I mean, because we're really just dealing with our most base self. Correct. I mean, the stress response is a very base self. It's interesting to think of it as chemical because... It's not, but it starts with thoughts that lead to the mm-hmm. chemistry and the reaction. But it's that, that's why we're overtaken by it. That's why it literally breaks down our body, isn't it? It does. Our, our body, if it's meant to resolve quickly. When it doesn't, there are three stages in the stress process. The flight or flight yeah. that we talked the about. The immediate this, response. The immediate one. Um, the second is if you don't dissipate the stress, you go into a compensatory stage where your body's trying to compensate for all those chemicals that are being poured into your system. And if it keeps going, then you get into an exhaustion phase. And the exhaustion phase is where your body just says, I can't do this anymore. The wear and tear on your system starts to show up. And it shows up in every single body system that we have. Huge. Because I think of that sleep, you don't sleep, you right. don't eat as well. Your, your, your cardiovascular yeah. systems compromised, your to, respiratory, your gastrointestinal, and very much so the immunity. And then the last stage is just the death stage. <laughs> well, yes. You're dead. You're uh, tired and dead and stress. Chronic stress can lead to chronic diseases. Oh man. Um, chronic diseases are seven out of the top 10 leading causes of death are chronic diseases. And stress is a risk factor in many of Isn't them. Isn't that interesting? Does one gender seem to handle it differently than the other? Is there a difference in gender? Um, when you look at statistics, the, the statistics show that one in four Americans are dealing with crushing levels of stress every oh, single that day. That is 25% crushing. 25%, one in four, and they're driving next to us on the freeway, uh-huh. which is why we probably have so much road rage. Yeah. Um, the other statistic is that 57% of American women feel very high levels of stress on a daily basis. 57%. 57% half, of women. More than half of, more the than women, half of the women. Which maybe is why they lead more to depression and other things. It it's certainly how do you... can. Yes, Chronic stress definitely can lead to depression, anxiety, other kinds of emotional challenges. Do you, do you sense, is it, is it ratcheting up? Or we, is this becoming more of a problem? Just as we have more options, more possibilities of failure, more, I mean, or, or do you sense this has just been going on since the day of the amygdala's first creation? Uh, no, it, it's been ratcheting up. Actually, Americans have the highest stress level of any people in the world. Which seems contradictory it because does. we should be the happiest. We're the wealthiest. Life is the greatest. And, and we have YouTube. Right. What, what better what could we have? What more do you have? need to no, de-stress? that's the best. But we also spend millions, like I think it's $800 million a year, in anti-anxiety, uh. anti-depression medications. Um, again, it's showing us that we are keeping these constant stress levels. We haven't learned how to dissipate them. It's funny because it's just, it's just life. It is. And even Adam and Eve had the battle. But uh, it's interesting. We're going to come back and we're going to pick your brain a little bit more, Karen, because I want to know what do we do? What do we do to blow up this stress, to get it out of our lives? How do we take our lives back? De-stress. How do we manage the chemistry? You gave us some great ideas about taking a big, deep breath. 
Uh, I want to hear more. I know you got okay. more. In Great. fact, I even know you got a ton about even meditating or spiritual stuff. So right. I'd love to hear some of that as well. We're talking to Karen Shores, Ph.D. from the University of Utah, down here at Education Week uh, at Brigham Young University, trying to de-stress and learn what we can to uh, get healthy again. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the latest news and research in pivotal societal issues. There has got to be a way that we reduce our dependency upon Middle Eastern oil. BYU's Wheatley Forum presents the research of leading scholars and experts in current social issues and events. Learn, explore, and discuss the world around us with the Wheatley Forum. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon. I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Despite some notable gains, the economy, the road to back to pre-2008 is tough. Recovery is at its weakest since World War II. The recession ended three years ago, and an Associated Press analysis describes the comeback as feeble. Unemployment is still high, job growth is slow, and paychecks have been falling behind inflation. Many economists say the agonizing recovery is the predictable consequence of a housing bust and things like the collapse of Lehman Brothers. The analysis says there are other issues to slow down the economy. Troubles in Europe have undermined consumer and business confidence on this side of the Atlantic. And the political division in Washington has stagnated growth. Ed Donahue, Washington. A man who was presumed dead has been arrested at a mental health facility and is now charged with faking his own drowning to claim life insurance. Raymond Roth is charged with insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and falsely reporting an incident. Roth's attorney says his client is pleading not guilty. The 47-year-old was reported missing at Jones Beach by his son in late July. Police spent time and money searching for him. Roth's wife later found emails about the scheme. According to court documents, the father and son conspired to get more than $50,000 in life insurance money. Roth's son was arrested last week. The pair are placing the blame on each other. Julie Walker, New York. Some of the biggest names in retail sales like Walmart, Best Buy and Target are teaming up to create a new company, helping consumers save money with a mobile app. The businesses say the new company, Merchant Customer Exchange, is developing a mobile application that will be available through nearly any smartphone. The app is expected to integrate a variety of coupons, rebates, and loyalty programs. The companies say that using a mobile app will help to cut down costs and make shopping faster and more convenient for customers. Julie Walker, New York. Almost 4 million baby floor seats are being recalled after several infants were able to escape the chair and have suffered severe injuries. The Consumer Product Safety Commission says babies can wiggle their way out of bumbo baby seats. There have been nearly two dozen reports of skull fractures. About a million of the molded seats were recalled about five years ago for a warning label against placing the seats on raised surfaces. CPSC says there were reports babies fell even when the seat was on the floor or at an unknown elevation. Anyone with a Bumbo baby seat is being told to stop using it and to call the company for a free repair kit that includes a restraint belt. Ed Donahue, Washington. 
You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, broadcasting live from the Wilkinson Center on the campus of Brigham Young University. And today we are talking about stress. And uh, it's not something we're probably going to be eliminating in our lives. Apparently, it's a core part of life, and it can be to our advantage or to our disadvantage. I guess it depends on how we handle it. We are um, talking to Dr. Karen Shores, who works at Brigham Young University in the Health Sciences Department. She's got a Ph.D. She knows all there is to know about stress, even though she hates me to say that. Yes, I do. Stresses her out. Uh, Karen, welcome back. Thank you. Because as we've been talking, you just corrected me because I'm like, let's blow this thing up. Let's let's get rid of stress. And she says, uh, that's not going to happen. And that right there stressed me out. Sorry. Because we think in our world that it's just as easy as just, but it is. Just take a pill. Take a stress pill. And, but it's not, is it? No, stress is not. here to stay. It, it is. And it, it has a function. Yeah. It really moves us forward and helps motivate us. It can help us progress. It's excessive stress that's the problem. Uh, I mentioned that I had a lady that called and asked what class I was teaching. I told her stress management. And she said, I'm not going to that class. Nothing personal. <laughs> um, and I don't want you to be offended by this, but I'm not going to another stress management class. They don't teach anything about getting rid of stress. And I said, it's stress management, not right. stress obliteration. We can't get rid of all stress. We need it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the people who have the very, very least, very, very little stress are not as healthy as people who have moderate yeah. amounts of stress. Well, it seems like, I mean, if I'm supposed to run on a treadmill to get healthy, it seems right. like I need to be stressed. Uh, you know what I mean? It's a healthy stress. It's a, right. It's a. I guess it's a you stress. I don't know what they call it, but it's you stress is the good stress. Yeah, it's healthier. It's, um, when you perceive something to be good, like the you got a job promotion yeah. or a pay raise or Positive. a new baby. Um, distress is something you perceive to be negative, a threat, a danger, and that's when that stress okay. response kicks in. And, and so you stress could be really good for you. It produces some positive chemicals. But you're saying in the end, stress can be helpful it until be. it becomes kind of chronic, consistent, overwhelming. overwhelming. Right. It's the chronicness of yeah. stress that's really causing the problems for us. How do we take it and, and make it so it's not chronic? So it just is regular distress and we make it healthier for us. How do we do it? What are some of the steps, the tools, the keys you teach? Well, I usually tell the students about that stress is a process. It's not one thing. Yeah. We tend to think an event is stress. We equate those. Yeah. And so anytime yeah. there is an event... We respond as though it's stressful. That's that's just a piece of it. That's a trigger. But that stress, that event, goes through our brain. And we all have a whole bunch of different filters in our brain. And some are good and some are distorted. Some of them are, have viruses in them. Their yeah. files are corrupt. Some are broken. Um, because other people help put those filters sure. in our brain. And so we all see things a little bit differently. And it comes out of perception. And when it comes out of perception, that's when the blueprint kicks yeah. out with all the chemicals and so we on. have a physiological response so there are four steps in that process and any one of those places we can manage stress they're kind of change points they're moments where you right. can turn it 
Healthy or unhealthy? And Positive each, or negative? each different event has a different place where you can fix oh, okay, it. Okay, great. Let's Some events you can't stop. No. I mean, you get sick, you're in an accident, somebody dies, you can't stop mm-hmm. that. Um, so those maybe you have to fix in a filter in your brain. Others, you, you can't fix the filter. It's an accurate filter. Um, and so you have to stop the physiological response. So that just might be controlling your physiology. That, that would be things like going for a run or, or a walk. Actually, yeah. that works better. Um, that moves the energy that you're putting into your stressful thoughts. Down to your feet. Right. Awesome. Um, or, better yet, doing things like yoga or meditation that teach several pieces of that. The meditation helps move your thoughts from the right cortex of your brain, which is stress-filled, to the left, calmer cortex, frontal cortex of your brain. We just think we're yo- doing yoga or meditating. But we're really doing we're a move really in our head That's right. and changing it to something else. Right. And so sometimes when you can't stop the event or change your perception of it, we have to just stop the physiological response. Oh, that's fascinating. So every single thing has a different place where you look at, where's the best place to fix this? Yeah, where do I store that? So it, what were the four areas? The event. Okay. And and you can change some events. I have students all the time. Trying to that, control it. Um, Plan a wedding during finals week. Yeah, not and a I good And I think, idea. really, yeah. really, do you want to? And what happens if you crash your car yeah. or you miss your plane? Then the stress level is overwhelming at that point. So, yeah, we can change some events and just um, plan ahead so that we don't plan a whole bunch of stressful events all at the same time. The next place is the filters in our brain, and we usually aren't very good at recognizing. Yeah, that would seems to take a lot more introspection. It it does. It means we have to stop and really look at them. Um, Dr. Daniel Amen, I, I mm-hmm. love his work. Oh, he's great. Um, has nine automatic negative thoughts. They're little twists of filters in our brain that distort the information as it comes in automatically distorts it so as we perceive ah. it our perception is going to be wrong and then and your chemistry follows it right interesting um those those are great points and we don't really recognize those until someone says mm-hmm. you know like i guess one of them is just i, I don't remember but uh, like awfulizing it making it bigger than it is catastrophizing, catastrophizing. something um or always never thinking yeah. that everything's black and white yeah, well either the world's or. in vivid color That's and right. if you have to put purple into black and white you've changed the nature of that thought there's no way to say something's purple if all i can see is black and white. it is what it is and then it manifests in the feeling what's the third one oh he has nine oh no so you have events and filters events filters perceptions Uh um perceptions generally we can look at positive negative perceptions you know it's the glass half full Mm -hmm. half empty and this is all, so the filters and the perceptions are all in your head. They're all in your head. The events might be anticipating. Right. I guess you, you could get really good at anticipating what stresses you, noticing you it, recognizing it, mm-hmm. controlling what you can. I actually like, uh, Margaret Kamini has a phrase about we physiologically, when we feel stress, we're not responding to the environment. We're responding to what's going on in our brain. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that true? Uh, yeah. But then you interpret it that it's everything else. Right. 
And folks will say, I'm so stressed, and they, they give you all the events, as opposed to, well, somebody else had those, and they're not frazzled like yeah. you are. So yeah. what is it that's going on in your brain yeah. that twists this a little bit? So, Karen, that's, so, yeah. when, that's when I would say to my wife, well, gosh, Stacy handled it perfectly. Oh, not a good idea. Okay, I'm just testing. <laughs> I'm just trying to know what to say to her. So perceptions is how we interpret the event that's going on. Correct. And then the last one? Is physiological response. Interesting. So explain that and that's for the blueprint that gets kicked out from perception um, that sends all the messages throughout your body that says, ooh, we're in danger. This is a threat. That's where we go for a walk. And that's where it kicks into that amygdala part of your brain. And yes, we need to, since it doesn't dissipate because the stress is over, Mm -hmm. like the tiger, we have to go in and physically stop the physiological response. Well, isn't that funny? And then once you're having the response, maybe that's the perfect time to start anticipating other events that might re-stress you. So as you're like going on. Okay, meditation would be a good one. Don't you think? Right then. Yeah, then we're not thinking about this. Ah, Yeah. But maybe don't go call, you know, the tax, the IRS department. Oh, no. And deal with your biggest problem. Or go tell somebody exactly why you're so stressed because then you replay it again. Isn't that That true? That wouldn't be a good idea. It's interesting too. And then you, and then they take it on. And then they, they start feeding it back to you, which keeps bringing you the same script. Yes, you can stress each other uh, back and forth. Isn't that what sisters are for? Yeah, and I have three. It works really well. <laughs> it's just to stress <laughs> each other out. Well, that's that's fascinating. Okay, so we, we can go through that process. What are some other tools to dissipate it or to help manage some of these different levels? What are some other things we could be doing? What do you notice? Because I know you taught another class on mind, body, spirit. Mind, body, spirit connection. What's that? Um it is that our mind and our body and our spirits affect each other. And, and I actually don't like the phrase connection. That reminds me of a computer being plugged up to a printer. Oh, we don't yeah. have a wire between them. I, I usually think of them more like the ingredients in a cake, that the ingredients separately, you got an egg, flour, sugar. Um, when you put them together, not like in a bag, but you crack open the egg and you mix the oil with the flour and sugar, it changes the nature of the flour and sugar. And that's what I think um, our mind, body, and spirit are so connected that they change the nature of each other. And stress is an obvious example of that. So is, is grief. If you're feeling grief, where does it show up? Your, in your body. Your body, you're tired. You're, you're crying, you're, you're tired, uh-huh. you don't have an appetite, you feel numb, you can't think clearly. All of those are connected. What yeah. affects your body affects your mind, and that affects your spirit. So all of them connect with each other and blend. So and it's it's one whole. You're, it's a whole. The three of them together is, is really what completes you. Correct. I was talking about stress um, in one of the classes today. We were talking about sleep deprivation and said when, when you're sleep deprived, you feel more stress. But when you feel more stress, then you become more sleep deprived. It's a cycle. And so, yeah. And it so you have to reach in and break those hmm. cycles, those physiological responses. Well, and it seems like maybe one of the best ways to break it is with one of mind, body, soul. I mean, it's using your hmm. mind, your thinking, your history, your brain. Right. Or using your spirit to help overcome that trap you're in, that circular trap that keeps right. you stuck. You'd say use your spirit to help I get would. you out. I um, would. And there's a whole section in the class that we're teaching that's called build capacity, which means learning characteristics that help you build your capacity. So you, it, somebody else has full stress. Yours just feels like it's a quarter full because you've built capacity. Those things are like um, social support. 
and um, eating right, yeah. exercise. Um, it's kind of more like your habit, your history. I mean, it's your social history. Do you have friends? Right. Have you built social networks that can be there and be supportive? Your eating habits. Do you have eating? It's almost right. like, do you have the capacity constantly going in you? Uh, right. To sustain you through the, that's what's interesting about stress is you'll never be able to fully you can't eliminate it no, nor can you fully anticipate every form it can present itself in it's going to come in any variety of forms right. so it's more you just have to have capacity the ability yeah. going in and this tool set to handle it when it comes it's yeah the, that section of the class is building capacity of of hope or positive thinking or um, one of them is on faith versus fear. They can't coexist. Yeah. So if you're hopeful and you have faith, you don't have fear. Fear is what triggers a stress response. Oh, sure. Because what? Yeah. That, and by the way, nothing more fight or flight than fear. Right. right? The yeah. ultimate motivator. Absolutely. Of because stress response is threat or danger. That's so so that's fear. It's really overcoming ourselves, isn't it? This is it our is. nature. It, it, it's. I mean, learning to be healthy sometimes is going against what would be natural that fight or flight instinct right if if we just let the world act on us then we're going to have a lot of stress if we take this by the hand and say you know what i can change some of those filters and look differently at things um, i can have a different perception i can look for the positive my husband had the greatest ability to look for positive oh. things in negative yeah and and i'd always think how did he do that and we'd end up laughing yeah. and then the stress would be gone uh, laughter is a great Isn't way it the to best? build capacity yeah. and to reduce the physiological response and it's interesting well. i wonder if sometimes in our lives that's not why we married the people we married to give us these fixes because <laughs> we kind of maybe knew where we needed it most. Yeah. I mean, my wife's very calm and I'm not, I'm pretty intense and she's just so I calm. Noticed. Did you notice that? Yeah, I noticed that. But she just is so calm that she just lets it fly. But what if we weren't together? What if I was with an intense person? That would be difficult for both of you. We'd be stressed you'd be, out. Yeah. You'd Isn't be it feeding true? off each other. Totally yeah. true. Okay. So as we wrap it up, yeah. Dr. Karen Shores, tell us, okay. What's one thing? What's the one thing we should walk away with? If there's one tool, one idea, one thought that would help where we begin to start to better manage this, where do we begin? Well, I think one. There, there are so many. You could have two. Uh, two. Don't stress. Can I have like 15 <laughs> or 20? Um, meditation is really a good thing. and we When we see it often and we kind of dismiss it as like something that it's out there yeah yeah um but it really does quiet the mind and if we go back to margaret committee's yeah. comment that stress really is not the environment it's what's going on in your mind then it behooves us to quiet our mind and just and calm stress it. does uh, a number on our brain so meditation really quiets the mind i love helps that. you think clearer and the beginning stage of that is those slow, deep breaths. Mm -hmm. So probably those, learning um, learning to meditate. Meditate. Find a peaceful way to connect to your higher being, Higher God. power, higher self. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because that's not going away. And no. if you can get good at that. You build you, your capacity. Uh -huh, that, now your capacity can grow. Right. Huge. Wow. Dr. Karen Shores, uh, again, if they want to get a hold of you, Dr. Shores, where can they find you? Where do they go? 
to um, send you an email, ask you a I, question. I have an email address that Spirit Mind Body One. Spirit Mind Body One, the number or the, the number one. Okay. At hotmail.com. Spirit Mind Body One at hotmail.com. Dr. Karen Shores from Brigham Young University. Thanks so much. Thank you. I just feel calm. I'm glad. I think it's I'm, wonderful. I think I'm tired. <laughs> I think I need to go eat. Uh, awesome. Good stuff. And so, again, I love, I love how she gives us hope. It's not necessarily going to just disappear. Quit praying for a stress-free life. Maybe just pray for capacity to handle the stresses of our lives more effectively. Okay, we'll be back with more tools, ideas from Brigham Young University Education Week uh, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Connect with Matt on BYU Radio's Facebook page and Twitter at BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Today, disaster relief workers around the world are on the ball, coordinating rescue and response efforts, even when traditional communication systems have been knocked offline. This is Innovation Now. When catastrophe strikes, it's vital to have communication systems that can be set up quickly to connect to the outside world. Traditional satellite communication systems use heavy, rigid antennas that can take hours to transport, unpack, bolt together, and get online. Gator Technologies has developed a line of ultra-portable satellite communication systems that perform as well as rigid dishes. The lightweight systems are quick and easy to set up. You just inflate the antenna with air, set it, and point it to the satellite. Typical users are online within 30 minutes of deploying the units. The inflated antenna looks like a giant beach ball. It's made from a tough, flexible fabric and is held to the ground by plates and cables. Air pressure shapes a flexible, reflective fabric mesh dish inside the ball to a precise shape. And to pack the deflated dish up, you just roll it up like a sleeping bag. Gator Technologies used antenna test range facilities at NASA Glenn Research Center to refine the systems. And today, inflatable SATCOM units are supporting disaster relief efforts around the world. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA. For regular updates on BYU Radio programming, sports, and other behind-the-scenes news, follow BYU Radio on Twitter. Just search for BYU Radio, hit follow, and enjoy our tweets on news, live updates on shows, and much more. Talk about good. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping it up, and uh, we're no longer stressed. We're relaxed. Uh, We're about to go get some food, which will really relax us. Hey, I just learned something from one of my producers here, uh, that if this doesn't change your life and your stress level, I don't know what will. Stressed is just the word desserts spelled backwards. 
That was from uh, Corinne Collins, Coco, we call her, and uh, she loves to cook things. So she's stress-free because she's got good desserts. So uh, as we wrap up the show, just want you thinking, um, you know, life apparently is kind of wired to make us a little stressed out. Uh, how we handle it is very much up to us. What we do with our lives and what we do with the things we feel as stress apparently also is up to us. And so as we're, as we're kind of wrapping the show up, I want you to be thinking of that. Uh, what are some things you know you need to be doing to stress-free your life and to work in those various areas that we were just talking about? Um, now, believe it or not, even on the show here, we get stressed as well, right? I mean, this is hard to put shows together every day. Uh, a lot of producers, a lot of personalities, and uh, it doesn't always go perfect. But Ben Wagner, one of our producers, uh, takes us behind the scenes of the Matt Townsend Show for a look at what we do when we get stressed out. So a few months back, we had, as a guest on the show, a therapist who was discussing some therapisty topic. It was a solid show, but real talk? The best thing to come out of that particular episode of the Matt Townsend Show wasn't a profound revelation on how to live our lives or a groundbreaking tool to help our families. No, the best thing that happened, maybe in the history of the show, was that the therapist brought us as a gift four squishy, squiddish stress balls. Let me see if I can paint a picture of these things. Uh, they're maybe the size of a tangerine with probably a hundred stretchy little tentacles enveloping them. They're made out of some kind of balloonish, stretchy material, and they're inflated so you can bounce them off the wall or off the ceiling, off the table, or off Bryce's face. Now, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of the show here and what happens every day. This show goes live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and all of us here at the show meet for the hour beforehand, making sure that everything is ready to go. Our bits are in the system, the guest is here, just generally making sure that Matt has everything he needs before the show goes live. Once the show concludes, we meet back up again, breaking down what has just happened on the show and then planning out the next day's episode. Once everyone has their assignments, we break and meet back 21 hours later. As you can imagine, these meetings can sometimes be stressful. That hour beforehand, we're on a deadline and we're worried. Does my piece sound good? Is the guest going to be competent? Is this an interesting topic? Etc. That hour afterwards is often just as bad. We're rushing to call a guest for the next day's show, or someone has canceled on us, or there was some technical issue, etc. These little stress balls have been a welcome addition to our pre- and post-show meetings, and there's no doubt they've boosted our creativity. Every one of us has had some great ideas strike us just as we're squeezing the life out of one of these little things. And there's no doubt that they're great stress relievers, although maybe not in the way they're intended to be. During the middle of our meeting, sometimes we need a little break, a small distraction, which has led to stress ball baseball, stress ball basketball, stress ball golf, stress ball juggling, stress ball dodgeball. And that time we figured out the stress balls would stick to the ceiling, and we spent 20 minutes trying to see who could keep their stress ball up there the longest. My point is this. Recent studies show that brief diversions from work can significantly improve productivity. While here at the Matt Townsend Show, these little stress balls may divert our attention for a few moments as we attempt to golf them with a meter stick. In actuality, the release and distraction they provide us have actually increased the quality of the show. Well, I hope. So if you're feeling stressed or unfocused at work, my advice is this. Buy a little stress ball to keep on your desk. Just don't blame me when your boss catches you trying to stick it to the ceiling. So true. Benjamin Wagner. So true. In fact, one of the most stressful meetings we had is when we had stuck three of those squishy balls up on the ceiling. They're hanging there 
from their little tentacles just quivering in the wind or the blo- the blowing air from the air conditioner vent, and then the boss walks in. And uh, he doesn't know that there's three stress balls hanging above his head, but he will when they fall off and land on the table. In fact, uh, sadly, we've lost, I think, two or three of those balls now. They've, uh, they're deceased. They're deflated. And it's now we're starting to feel more stress. So as we wrap up the show, uh, if you can't uh, do everything we've said, A, get some stress balls. They just work incredibly well. And uh, don't throw them at each other because some people don't know how to catch a stress ball and they get hurt and hit in the face. Another tool that I really was just fascinated with is this idea of um, starting to to meditate and to find a, a, maybe a more spiritual solution to some of our human problems. One of the things, a theme that I keep hearing here at Education Week down at Brigham Young University is uh, this simple uh, concept. It, it, for me, it's all tied up into this one quote. It, it's probably one of my favorite quotes, I think, of all time by Teilhard de Chardin that says, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And as earlier as we were talking to our guests and we we're, we're trying to kind of figure out how you de-stress your world, so much of stress is really about just being human. And maybe the best answer then is to figure a spiritual solution out for uh, dealing with our humanity and dealing with our human side of our lives. One of the ways, again, she brought up is meditation. I would just suggest that you spend some time, maybe on your drive home, find a way to get a little bit more spirit, a little bit more peace. For some, it's thinking about their Heavenly Father or their God. For some, it's, it's getting back to nature. For some, it's just connecting to wonderful music. Um, there's so many different ways to feel that connection to your higher purpose in life. I call it your essence. And so as you're wrapping up your day, I just challenge you to go out and start finding a way. If you know that music does it for you, find some good peaceful music, maybe some that de-stresses you a little bit, and create a space in your car before you get home so that when you do get home, you can offer your best to your family, to the people that matter most to you. That's the challenge from the Matt Townsend Show. Please take it and run with it, and uh, let's start de-stressing our lives a bit. Kate, thanks for joining us. We're here every Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time. Again, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Thank you. 